DJ Thomas, and you're listening to Frequency Interrupted. What's up, podcast? I'm here at Bojack's. I got Bo and Peanut with me. What up, guys? Hanging out. I wanted to get uh, get in here and hang out with these guys. Uh, they're doing a lot of good around here. We're, in, um, we're actually in North Louisiana, um, both from City, Louisiana, and Bojack's Craft House. So these guys have been around for five years now doing this thing, and they started out as a food truck. So I wanted to shed a, shed a little bit of light on them this week and kind of get their story. Um, a, a lot of you who are local know their story, but I want to get the roots. So uh, I'm going to start with Peanut. Uh, Peanut, you're from South Louisiana. Where are you from? Yeah, Slidell. Okay. Uh, right, right there on the North Pontchartrain. Track. Uh, but what, uh, what happened uh, throughout my time being down there and learning how to cook and all this kind of deal, um, uh, after moving to, moving to Texas and getting back to Louisiana, uh, just when... Me and Bo always talked about doing this uh, this this food truck, yeah. and it was it was kind of uh, all kind of a bar dream, you know, when you're sitting at the bar and you're and you're BSing with your friends, yeah. and you're like, man, we should start a food truck. We should start a food truck. But uh, uh, happenstance, uh, I was uh, I was in between jobs uh, at the end of 2005. Well, no, no, this no, when, when we, when me and you got the, the ideas for the food truck, the, the ideas for the food truck, and then uh, I called him one day and I said, dude, I bought a food truck. <laughs> and and he was, uh, he was kind of like, what the hell, you know, what are you going to do with that? Yeah, what are you going to do with that? I said, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that little dream that we had yeah. while we were, uh, while we were sitting around, and he said, you know, that We'll, we'll get into the, the, the long story later, um, but yeah, it was uh, that's that's kind of how we got started. Was I knew how to make good food, uh, culinary trained how to make really good food, and then um, it was just how to bring it to the public. You know, there's I think there's a lot of chefs out there that make really good food and don't know how to how to get it to the the public. You know, maybe they're working at a restaurant that already has their own recipe. Yeah, that's a big thing. You know, if you go to work at a at a high end restaurant, well, they've already got a chef that has their own recipe, and you may be a kick ass chef, but I mean, if you can't cook your own stuff, then you know you never know how to, how to build on it. Yeah. Um, but and I, and they always they always love me cooking and all this kind of doing. And there's a difference in cooking in your backyard and then uh, then actually cooking. You know, for. Six, seven hundred people a day. Well, here's the, you don't see you don't see a lot of chefs have the startup capital. Chefs don't make a lot of money, right? So they don't have startup capital, or you may have a bunch of money and not have the, the culinary skills. And so for us, the the food truck avenue was a cheap way to introduce people yeah. to to that cuisine. Yeah, to the food that, uh, that which is traditionally gumbo, etouffee, red beans and rice, uh, yeah. whole boys. Right. Uh, like you know, you the, the the menu for for those of y'all that that don't know what Louisiana cuisine, I guess, is. There's, we have a lot of listeners and viewers that aren't in that aren't, that aren't from here. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I, I know uh, I, I feel like the craw the wolf crawfish is making its way across the southern United States. I think know? it is, man. Yeah. I, I was in Oklahoma uh, right before all this happened. Yeah. Uh, we were we were up there. And there was a um, ah, there was a crawfish shack on the side of the road, and I said, "Man, never in my wildest <laughs> dreams would I have been driving down yeah. I-35 
um, coming coming out of Oklahoma City or whatever, and, and see the crawfish shack on the side of the road. But there was. Okay. Yeah. They're, so they're 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 like they're making their way around, man. Uh, and so after after Katrina, all the all the chefs from yeah. New Orleans went different directions. Okay. So that's how yeah, that's, that's why it's group man. Yeah, and that's why the price of crawfish locally is going up, and that's just because these crawfish farmers have those connections with those cooks out of New Orleans. Yeah, and when they moved across country, they might move to Memphis. Right. They figured out real quick they can make more money shipping to those connections. Yeah, they move. Yeah, they they the region doing it here in town. So yeah. now they're now they're a crawfish farmer in the trucking company. If they're willing to do that, they make more money. Which just drives the price of crawfish up for everybody. So, for, I mean, how, how far is your reach? We've been talking to some people that maybe like from Indiana, they don't even know the crawfish. Yeah, we have, uh, uh, I mean, yeah, we fish. have crayfish. Cray <laughs> yeah, they call it crayfish. Yeah, we have listeners and viewers from, uh, from all the way from New York to California. So, okay. to be honest, yeah. man, um, and not just shedding a light, of course, you guys are doing great local, but kind of, I wanted to get the story behind you guys and, um, yeah. you know, what it is that made this, this business because what I see behind you guys and why I wanted to do this, I'm glad. Thank you again for coming on today, is that you guys have compassion and empathy for everyone I feel like everyone that is a um, you know a customer of yours they feel like they're family when they come in and then everyone in the community feels like they're family so you know that that right now is what with everything we're going on that's yeah. going on right now we need that you know I mean, what I, what I, to, to go that direction yeah. a little bit no, like our, our little company of five years has grown organically um, you know Having to jump out there on pretty much a shoestring budget. Yeah. Uh, the business was built on relationships. We've had we've had circumstances where we've had hey, customers hey, jump in the kitchen. And we had a little thirty CB stroke, and they would they'd almost wash the dishes. Yeah. Or they'd come in and say, Hey, what can we help y'all do today? Uh, and when you, I didn't. When you build a business right like that, and uh, those relationships. All spread word about. There's, there's not a lot of marketing that goes into it. Right. Uh, at least marketing dollars. It's uh, it's, it's really a handshake business. Yep. I think you walk in here, you, you expect to see an owner. Yeah. And that's and that's, that's what builds our business right here. Of course. I mean, in this in this market, and I feel like in other markets, it's happening that way. You know, as a business, that's what I do is market. But you know, we we um we've thrived on the relationship based, the handshake, the referral based business. But not the pushing out to the masses. But I've noticed you guys, you guys have always had your hands on the social media. You know what you're doing. You do it right. And I think it's not even about developing crazy graphics or expensive videos. It's just being real and genuine on camera and in your business. Yeah, and you know, it's when, when you walk in here and you sit at our bar. You're going to get a conversation, like a long, drawn-out conversation yes. <laughs> between me or between me. You know? Yeah. And and so when you when you Facebook is is basically just a tool that lets you continue that conversation when they're not here spending money. Yeah. But if you just want to talk to your customers just because you like them, yeah. Uh, and the genuine side of that comes out. We really have some some really good. That has, they, they've all gone out of their way to help us grow our business, whether it's from building a bar to looking us up with some attorney fees. Yeah. Everybody, it, any way you, you look at it, 
would say 50% of the people who come in here, at some point or the other, have contributed yeah. to our business. Yeah. Well, and we, when we very first started the food truck, we didn't know where it was going to go. We were like, man, we're, we're just going to, we're going to go do some festivals. Yeah. Uh, Louisiana's big for festivals. Yeah. Um, so we're going to go cook at some festivals. We were going to, we were going to set up, like, we used to do a bass fishing tournament. Get this. Uh, every Thursday night. Every Lone Star Thursday night. Yeah. Just drink Lone Star beer on Tuesday. Yeah. At the boat launch. Nice. But imagine all these bass fishermen. That was probably they had like a, usually like I don't know 144 bass fishermen. Yeah. That would go out and fish every Thursday night. Yeah. They had those on Thursday. Like they four hour, six hour times yeah. on Thursday night. Yeah. yeah. And then they would come back. And as they loaded their boat and they wait for the weigh-in, guess who's over there cooking food? Yep. We were. And they were and hungry. So, yeah. And so out of those guys, just imagine how many people that that we cook for their families because they'd be like, oh, y'all don't eat on a Thursday night. I'm a, we got the Bojack's truck over here. Yeah. I'm bringing food home to you. So imagine the, the reeks that we had just, just off the 144 fishermen. But, and then we started doing neighborhoods. So we started cooking in neighborhoods. And then you just imagine the the reach that just goes that far. We would have people that knew we were going to be in somebody else's subdivision, and they would they would drive over, um, you know, to you know, you know, close. Yeah, uh, it's just man, and we, we met we met more people that way, man. It's yeah. just, from, uh, from a marketing standpoint, that you were talking about. That's probably one of the best things we ever did for our business was utilize homeowner association. Yeah. Uh, you know, the idea was uh, people don't want to go out to eat Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. They don't really want to go home and cook and do dishes. Yeah. And the one thing that a homeowner association had is they had an email chain. They had okay. an email chain that you would actually look at. You yeah. need to know what the homeowner association information is. Right. It's not a dead email. Yeah. So we're able to reach out and tell these people uh, a month out or two weeks out and a day before that we're coming to their neighborhood with our food truck. Right. Uh, and then they see you again when they go in the front gate. So with all that, you, you spent zero dollars and you made a connection with people who have disposable income. Right. And that, that ended up being our regular clientele in the restaurant. Yeah. We didn't know that at the time, but looking back at how our clientele was structured, we serviced 28 runners associations. Put them all in the yeah. and that's who we see walking in our front door. Exactly. They, they don't forget that. They don't forget that. Equality is so, so, they're, so they're supporting us now. Yeah. At both of our restaurants. You know, the only thing we mentioned, we have another one. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, uh, but it's more of your high end. It's, yeah. uh, it's like steak and shrimp and oysters. Yeah. Right. Like I mean, we call it an oyster oyster bar, um, but it's Gulf, Gulf Coast Cajun. Gulf Coast Cajun. There you go. Where, whereas this right here is more um, Acadiana, yeah. like, uh, which is like Central uh, Central South Louisiana, and then you have Gulf Coast. So like you're getting both sides of it, but we're we're North Louisiana, where we're where we're located, where right. Shreveport Bowl is located, yeah. and so. Without having to drive down south, you're getting that that touch right here. Yeah. So it's uh, it's it's really cool, man. Uh, well, I think so 
I don't mean to cut you off, but I, I know we're limited time. So what I want to talk about real quick, you're from you're from Slidell, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Okay. What did you start? You, you've always been cooking. You've always been a chef? Um, here's the deal. I've been a backyard barbecue. Okay. It's like okay. a restaurant. Okay. You know, like, uh, like you brought me a really good pulled pork the other yeah. day. That, yeah. was, that was awesome. Hey, man, I love it. I love it. I was, a, I was a backyard barbecuer, and that's where my passion still is. Yeah. Um, but... Honestly, you can't make no money right. cooking in the backyard. You can cook for your friends all day long, um, but you have to really, like, I, I wanted the, the deal of me being in culinary school, okay. and I was in business school as well. Yeah. So I was learning the business side and the culinary side. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying that anybody needs to go spend, you know, $50,000 to go to culinary school. I went to a, a smaller state school, okay. um, and... But I mean, it wasn't, I didn't pay any more than, I think, uh, $1,600, $1,800 a semester yeah. to learn how to, to cook the techniques and everything. Yeah. Um, but you also learn is how to feed a lot of people on a good budget. Yeah. When you're backyard barbecuing, you know, you go to Sam's Club, you just like, oh, man. You It's all control and food costs. Yeah, it is. Which yeah. you don't understand until you actually do something like that. And so it was it was really good for me to, you know, have all that knowledge. Yeah. But when I very first started, I'm talking about my very first job out of culinary school, um, was, man, it was not good. We were talking about making nine bucks an hour. Yeah. Um, and you have to do that. You gotta, you can't just go to culinary school thinking, man, I'm gonna graduate and I'm gonna have this big, bad-ass job, man. No, I, I went. Work. Yeah, and you gotta put in the work. I went. Uh, and I went put in the work for years. And, and, we've, and we've hired people straight out of culinary school. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think this is an epidemic in our whole country. Is people get My out of school. Sort of epidemic right now. No, no <laughs> I said pandemic. No, but man, like, people go to college, they yeah. get out of college and they just expect to make all this money, but they haven't they haven't done any of the do man. Uh, I mean, how much, how many years do you have as a line cook? The devil don't see. And, uh, you know, how many, how many dishes have you washed in the commercial kitchen? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's a ton. It's the burnt hands and the scars on your arms. As far as kitchen guys, you know, we're just a different breed in there. I agree. I think we talk about this a lot on the show. And it's like you're, I feel like we're moving 50 years back go to college and then get out of college and get a good job. But if you don't grind, you don't know what the grind's like. You can't survive walking right in the door to, you know, somewhere. So, we were talking about the food truck. Yeah. And so, people see what we have now and they're like, dude, y'all built this entire block of an entertainment district. And it's, y'all just did it in five years. Yeah. Well, that happened in five years because we consolidated all of our time, you know. Uh, we dedicated every minute of every day to, to this, and, and in the first eight months of our business, I mean, we yeah. ran the food truck 24 hours a day, yeah. seven days a week. It was me and our one employee would do the night shift, Peanut and his brother would do the day shift, and the food truck never came back. So for eight months, if you didn't know who we were, it was only because we didn't drive to you. Right. We tried to, we tried to go everywhere. And we made we made very little money doing that, very very little money, yeah. like almost couldn't survive money. But through all that, we're building a brand, we're yeah. building a name, 
and now people see what we have and they, they forget that. They forget that, that, hey man, we we did things that you're probably not willing to do. Yeah, that was that was us, man. We we were willing to go so broke, like yeah. we would, we would write a hot check on Friday to our to our food distributor, Brian <laughs> Martin. Every, yeah, every Friday, every Friday we would write a hot check, <laughs> and then we would know we knew we were gonna we'll make it that weekend. Yeah. No, you, yeah. didn't have, I mean, you didn't have a choice. You didn't have a choice. You, you, had, you, you had to have food. Yeah, and you, well, you had to have food to sell, but we knew you that had we, to go sell, and then you had to go sell. And we may get rained out, man. We may think, man, there's this big. Event we're going to, yeah. and then all of a sudden it gets rained out. What are you going to do, man? You got all that food. You got all that food, so you're sitting on it. I mean, what else? You got to find a way to sell it. Our, our yeah. food truck was a 1959 truck, and it's yeah. solid steel. So it's a big metal can. Yeah, Reggie. And if it rained or it was a thunderstorm, it. Every other food truck would go home. We would go, we would <laughs> right stand right in, in the food truck in, in a lightning storm, yeah. serving food at the Calumet or yeah. wherever we were for the day. Yeah. People remember that. We got pretty close. They, 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 hey, hey, but, hey, they yeah. remember that though. You, I bet you, yeah. the only food truck out there doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, nobody else is going. And there's things you miss when you when you don't go do those things. Like we built an entire catering company that way. Like, yeah. Those. Crawfish right now at you know 4:30. So what's what's the guys do in the back? They come that boat try the first crawfish yeah. because you know you want that quality control because there's there's certain amount of attention that doesn't get paid in restaurants these days and I, and I hate it and I hate it for the restaurants that don't pay attention to that because yeah. oh, there's some really cool concepts out there that have started as local businesses that start off so so well yeah they do really well. And then the owners disappear. The owners disappear. It falls off. It turns from a, from a passion to a business, and it loses the, you know, the value and the integrity. Yeah. Well, so in any, you know, for anyone that's watching or listening that may be in the restaurant industry, what advice do you guys have for them right now with everything we're going through? Because I know a lot of people. You had to make a hard pivot to do all to go. All, right, so, all take out. So, so for us, not yeah, not as hard because we just kind of reverted back to what we've always. You done. already had the food truck. Uh, yeah, we went from food truck to catering company to full blown restaurant. Yeah, and then they said, okay, well now you can only deliver and do curbside. So we just transitioned back into the catering company. A lot of people don't have that. They, well, they don't have that ability. Well, by us, by us owning own two restaurants, though, we knew that we had a really good product that could be delivered on one end of the right. block and the other end of the block. Man, we just had to close it down. Right. And we will we'll reopen yeah. when this thing when this thing ends. But I mean, we just we knew that there was a time that says, right, man, we have really we have deliverable food and we don't have deliverable food. And uh, so it, it's for somebody that's in the restaurant business, recognize what you have. You know, if it's Maybe limit your yeah. menu. Limit your menu. Yeah. Yeah. Focus, so, focus on what you what you have. So also, we we had a conversation today about this. Um, now is the time to to make yourself more relevant. Yeah. Uh, 
right, so the world got really quiet because there's a captured audience at home. And so if you're, you can't be the one that says, hey, I'm going to pack it up, I'm losing money, I'm losing a little money, and I'm going to go home. Uh, just shut the doors because you can't, you can't increase your relevancy. Right. So we've watched, we've watched every day 10 or 15 restaurants close shop until the end of all of this. Yes. Well, that's great because that just means I got more customers. Yeah. But and they're going to come here. We're going to treat them right. right. And those are going to be our customers. Right. And, and so if you if you pack it up too early and you you get you get scared early, then you're you're doing some long term damage to yeah. your business. If you're bleeding a little to stay yeah. open, you're making a marketing investment. I like what you said there, because. but here's the thing, if that person doesn't have that grind, say it's someone who developed a local restaurant that had 10 investors and really didn't do all the work, the hard work, the bleeding, yeah. the dirt, the grind, you know, being rolled around in the ditch. You guys have done that, so you know that it's going to hurt a little bit, but you're going to make it work so you can survive the long run. So, so when we were on the food truck, yeah. and we would go set up, set up, and it was a lightning storm, like we might have six customers come all day. And there were six customers that we could have a conversation with. Yep. And out of those six customers, one of them would become a $2,000, $3,000 catering, which created a whole catering business. And it's it's about, all right, so Winston Churchill said the, the key to success is moving from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. Yep. And that, that's exactly what we do. Like, yeah, it's a bust. It's a bust today. But if we if we stay encouraged, we stay enthusiastic, and some good's gonna come out of it. You're out here grinding for a reason. Something comes from course. It's, it's the day that we went to the coin star. We had a coin star moment. In our life. I have been there, bro. I have been there. We've, I've we've, been there numerous times in my life. We've, we've had a coin star moment in our life that basically says it was the only time we were going. And for those of you who don't know who coin, what coin star is, uh, those of you in the affluent market or ones that have not had to been been in this situation, yeah. it's basically a machine at a grocery store where you can dump your coins in and get cash real quick. Yep. And you have to pay about nine cents on the dollar. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. They, they keep they keep theirs. Yeah. But uh, I mean, as far as uh, you know, uh, our coin star moment, yeah. uh, it came when we were just man, we were, we were just we had a really bad week. We got beat up on the weekend. We just didn't have much going. And, taxes, taxes yeah. were piling yeah. up. Oh, we taxes! Yeah, we, well, we had to pay the tax man. Um, you know, and. and we just said, all right, we're, let's let's go all in, and, and this, had, this is it. We had groceries. We had two hundred dollars worth of groceries left on the yeah. We were negative twenty-two dollars in our bank account. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so so we couldn't even write a hot check. We didn't have a bank to go make change with. Yeah. Uh, so we were like, look, man, I think it was on Friday. It was like it was Monday. Let's just go apply for another job. Let's pack it up. We're done. Business over. Yeah. And. Yeah, you went home. I got, I got all my money out of like uh, my Tahoe, man. I, I was like my, my old school '95 Tahoe. I'm not nothing, nothing fancy. I'm like scraping through. Like I, I was buying the quarters from like like you know 2010, man. Like I was just like, oh yeah. I got, I got all the change out of my couch. We went to Coin Star. We got thirty-three dollars to make change with. I saw his brother pulled up next to the food truck, and there was a bank behind us, and there was a grocery store. Yeah, Chase Bank and a Brookshire's. Yeah. Right. So, so we would Chase, Chase Bank and Brookshire's, and <laughs> we, we would sell something, and his Shots on the 30! Oh, man. Uh, uh, Ooh, let's do it. All right. Ooh. Cheers. So. There's a poor Ooh. choices right there. So, uh, so they would go. 
or every time we would sell something, your brother Scotty yeah. would go either to the bank or he would run to the grocery store real yeah. quick, and he would buy uh, three of what we just sold. Yeah. And, and we, stocked, yeah. we stocked the truck back up through lunch, and then we had a... We had a setup that called us during lunch that we didn't even have a schedule and yeah. said, hey, can you come over here and feed our people? We said, yeah, well, for sure. So we took those groceries over there. We made $2,800 that night. Yeah. We paid our taxes on We can't move the business, business back on. Yeah, business so, back on. But it'll be, it, come, it comes down to that breaking point. Yeah. And that might, that, that might be the moment right now for a lot of people. Yeah. No, I guarantee you it is. Yeah, they're okay. feeling, they're Minus the stimulus check that may be coming out. Yeah, but I mean, the stimulus check isn't going to get you back where you need to be. You know, no, no, $1,200 $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, is not, not, not a lot these days. Yeah. If you want my opinion, the economy is coming roaring back. So you've got, at least in, in the restaurant business, I know it is. Yeah. So, so tax season normally is a really big season for the restaurant business. Yeah. So now you've got, you got stimulus. Yeah. Um, then you've got unemployment that, that is catching some people up making more money than they were making. You're right. Um, and then right behind it, you have taxes coming. Yeah. And then you have all of these programs in place to help a lot of, yeah. a lot of business. So, I mean, I think with Prime, that as soon as this thing lifts, it's going to come roaring back. Yeah. And I think now's the time you want to be, you want to be buying, you want to be signing contracts and doing whatever you can. Uh, the dollar maybe. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, and I've been telling a lot of people this in, in my industry and anyone in my network right now. Now is the best time to create a relationship with your audience. You have a captive audience right now. You, you guys who are viewing, you, you guys who are listening later, but whoever, if you have a business or you're a business professional or you're laid off and you're looking to be in another industry, create the relationship now. That way, people respect you later and remember yeah. that. So, if you just if you just take a knee right now and sit back, nah, people will, will know. It know? can be anything. So this week, somebody stole a neon sign yeah. off the back of our our, our patio from the other restaurant. Yeah, Frozen people those people. Yeah. And so, just real quickly, we made a we made just a uh, a oh, little contest. A yeah. hundred dollar gift card help us find this guy. Uh, and the community latched onto it. We posted a picture of the guy, a little hillbillyish, but uh, everybody, everybody started making comments on what the dude looked like yeah. and how he was and where he lived. But in ten minutes in, we already knew who the guy was. We knew his license plate number. We yeah. knew, uh, we knew all of that stuff. But on the back side of this, we looked at what that one post did. I mean, it was forty-five thousand. That's insane. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, we have a lot of viewers that just like, I mean, you guys have a good audience, but you've been building it, you've been building it for a long time. And these are people that care. They're going to, you know, there's a lot of followers and a lot of uh, friends on people's social media that may not be their real followers. Well, friends. Yeah, no, it's 100%. Yeah, you guys have built those organically and you earned those. Well, well, now tell me this because I know you guys are doing a lot for the community, um, a, a lot locally and a lot abroad with armed forces as well. So yeah, let's talk about what you're doing with the healthcare workers and the hospitals around here and um, yeah, we start with all forces. Our forces, okay. yeah. Well, uh, uh, if you know, I've, obviously, uh, the armed forces is uh, a big thing with us because we have uh, Barksdale uh, Air Force Base yeah. here in town, which is, I think, maybe the second largest uh, Air Force base in yeah. the nation. Is that right? I mean, uh, so we're number three on the target list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For, 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 the, for the people that are there, I'll yeah, look at the target. But, um, no, it is, uh, 
it, we've always been really close with them, um, and there is uh, you know, a lot of, of good Air Force community in this town. But also, we have a uh, Army National Guard uh, that's. Uh, they have 200 and that's called 230, 250 um, that could be deployed at any time. Yeah. Or deployed, I'm sorry. Uh, active, got, active. Yeah. On one side of the river, they've got an armory. The other side of the river, they have like a transportation. Yeah, transportation. Okay. And so, uh, so currently, uh, we have we have several that are active in the area. Yeah. Um, and one of the, the, when uh, when John Bell Edwards, uh, our governor. Said he was gonna he was gonna activate like 1,200. Uh, that's 1,200 for the state. We've got uh, we've got upwards of uh, 50 plus in the area. Yeah. So with that 50 plus, we decided, man, we, we'll do something for them. Uh, so we, we're uh, we're doing we're doing lunch lunch and dinner for them seven days a week. Okay. Um, and that is uh, it's you know something really cool that we can do. That, uh, that, but really, it, that helps out. And, and it builds, like, and this is the selfish side of that, it builds, it, it builds yeah. business of course, the future. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Each one of those people are people that we don't but, see coming to the But here's the thing, and I just go meet these guys. Yeah. These, guys these guys are from, guys and girls, there's this girl, uh, they're from Alexandria, Louisiana. They're yeah. from, like, Natchitoches. They're from, like, Calhoun, Louisiana. Yeah. Like, they're from all over. Like, they're, they're Louisiana people yeah. that uh, are just, I mean, they're, they have to come because the governor told them yeah. uh, this is this is going to be your spot. But they're doing really good stuff in the area because they have, they're setting up clinics to do free uh, testing yep. for the COVID-19. Uh, so they have sites. And so they're, they're actually doing the, the they're doing the work of instead of you having to go to the hospital, you get to go to these spots. And you get a bullet, you know, like a Walmart. Yeah, it makes it safe. It makes it safe environment for those it's who possibly feel like they may be infected. Yeah, they can pull up and test it. Yeah, but not have to try to possibly get. Yeah, because if you're not infected, you don't want to go to the exactly. hospital. Exactly, because the hospital is Yeah, it's us. What they do is yeah, it is, and they're and they're swallowing the nose. And then you're you're able to literally get your test results back real quick. I yeah, think within 48 hours. Yeah. Um, but it is. So you guys are feeding them every day. Yeah, we feed them every day. Well, uh, uh, we feed them. Uh, we feed them lunch, and then we. Uh, we actually, said he's feeding them. Oh, yeah. he's feeding them. Hey, it's not like it's not like what you. It's saying. not. It's off the menu. Special it's, not, it's, not a, it's not a school. Okay. It's, it's no, it's no, they're, no, they're they're not. Uh, they're not getting MREs. You know. Uh, <laughs> I, I think today. Uh, Today we actually sent out uh, for lunch, then we sent out chicken and sausage gumbo. Okay. Um, which I mean, man, these Louisiana people, yeah. so they 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 love you know, yeah. they love that. And then uh, this evening we actually did like uh, like some barbecue plates. So I mean, they're eating so they're eating good food. They get a good So, but I mean that that is that's a, that's a really cool thing that we have going with the National Guard. Yeah. Um, it is, it, you know. It, it's not it's not bringing in a ton of money as far as but it's bringing in a, a lot of relationships because I get to meet every single person exactly but, the, 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 one, the one that the one that is designed both to help our employees so we laid off 84 people how many employees did you have between two restaurants we were just under 100 so we've got 84 that are further it's a big cut but we've, we've come up with some ways to make the money whether it be making money doing deliveries yeah but the big thing that really kind of got some of those people re-employed uh 
we did what we call hospital packs. We, we started a fundraiser that was called Feed the Frontline. And so the, the idea was we're going to feed every hospital wing in Shreveport, Bozier. And this is a big medical town, so there's a lot of different hospitals here. Um, it's not a, just hospitals, though. We do. We well, do. it grew. It grew, yeah. in, it grew into fire departments and police departments right. because it did so well. We needed more people to feed. Yeah. Um, so we did a Jerry Lewis style telethon on Facebook. Nice. But our, and a lot of people may not know who Jerry Lewis is. But we can say Ryan Ryan Seacrest. Ryan Seacrest style. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Ryan Seacrest style. But, but we went live on Facebook for like two hours, and in that two hours, I think we raised a little over five thousand dollars. To, to feed these, these frontline responders. Yeah. And what we were doing is we were taking a $250 value package. Okay. And so it was like a po' boy platter, a half pan of gumbo, a half pan of our loaded crawfish crab jack mac and cheese, uh, a king cake from Tubbs Hardware, and a 12 pack of Coke from Coke United. And so all that together, if we rang it in every day, it was $250. Well, we took $100 off of it right off the top. And we said, if you make a $150 donation, we're going to yeah. raffle style, right. draw one of these wings. And so it grew from a raffle to people were calling in yeah. and dedicating it to different hospital wings. What's the total of the day? It's, uh, the total is getting close to seventeen thousand. That's insane. Yeah, that's hey, great. It's been like what a week and a half. What's our total? What's our total up there? I didn't think that was a dab and everything. Actually, hold on. I gotta add two more things. Well, there you go. Okay, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it, it's raised a lot of money, and that money does two things. It, it helps a local business. Before we go into that, yeah. can you tell everyone that's watching how they can donate if they'd like to donate to the police, the fire department, or the medical staff? Okay, so here. two things, and I think what I'll do is I'll go back and add it in the comments or get yeah. one of these girls to do it. Yeah. And we have a GoFundMe link that's attached to Bojack's Craft House Facebook page. Right. Uh, it's pinned at the top, and then I'll I'll drop that link okay. in the comments here right. a little bit. Um, that's the easiest way to do it okay. from all over. But if you're if you're local or you want to donate over the phone, um, people call that in. It's uh, 318-584-7169. Yeah. Uh, basically, what we do, we take Brittany that works with us. She, uh, she busts out of schedule. We may feed eight or nine weeks a day. Yeah. And so yeah. it stretches, right now, right now stretches the feeding all the way through the shutdown. Okay. Uh, so at some point, we're loving on every single right. person, doctor yeah. and firefighter and police officer. And I think we just jumped on that really early because now you see a lot of people trying to do I've it seen, now. I've seen other people do it. Um, I, had a, I had a client we helped um, at the beginning of the week do it for the custodial staff of a hospital because, you know, those yeah. people may be in the shadows a little bit. Yeah, we've got to feed them too. Well, that's awesome. See, that's good to hear because, like, there's – at this point in time, it's great to see everyone come together, and um, I feel like now more than ever, we're actually experiencing real humanity. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. Like, oh, gratitude, empathy. I mean, it's all right here. Think back to like 9/11. Yeah. And like how close everybody yep. was. And then over the years, and especially this last year, yep. there was a lot of divide in the yep. country, and now you see. I mean, now the new divide is essential, non-essential. Yeah, that's. It really is. <laughs> but hey, I mean, um, I. In my opinion, everyone is essential, yes, but um, we're, we're, everyone's been able to, um, I think, sit back and really focus on what's important. Yeah. You know, look at the real things and say, okay, okay, do I need this? Do I need that? Do I really need to get out and put anyone at risk? Do I need to get out and put um, 
are possibly be at risk? You know, what's more important right now? You know, do I need to? You know, we have we also have people that are delivering. You guys delivering food too? We do. Okay. So we deliver we deliver food. We were, I think we were the first restaurant in Louisiana to apply for uh, uh, the ability to deliver beer. So we deliver yes. beer, beer and wine. We we actually got the first application for that. Uh, and you can have drinks to go as well. Here, so we, right? do, yeah. we do manufacturing packaged beer wine. So basically, okay. it's got to be in a label. Okay. Manufactured. Yeah. It, it, it's added a little bit. Yeah. But it's just it's pretty cool to know like that we can send beer to your front door. I mean, like, that's weird. I time. mean, you never would have thought you'd be able to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's hard enough trying to buy beer at a gas station. You know, well, <laughs> ten years ago, for, for the people that aren't from here, the, yeah. Uh, Crawfish and beer go like hand in hand. Yeah. I mean, you you almost you almost can't eat crawfish without having a a, a beer or, or crayfish. Can we get can, we get, a, can we get a small pot of crawfish? Yeah, right no, hey, uh, some of it? hey, uh, hey, Brian, I'd love for people to be Brian, bring, it, bring us a little a little uh, bucket of crawfish. We're going because I to be honest with you guys, hey, I'm not even gonna lie. I'm not. You have, we have Brittany post the link. Yeah, the I'm not a big crawfish guy, man. I don't, I don't eat a lot of crawfish, yeah. um, only because I eat a lot of food. I feel like crawfish is just one of those things you drink it while you're socializing. It is. Yeah. But um, I, I've never tried the crawfish. I really want to. But we had uh, uh, that was actually uh, this, this, this is this is actually a funny uh, quick story. Yeah. Um, that uh, last night uh, somebody took a picture of me. Uh, they they had posted it on the internet. Yeah. Of me starting a crawfish pond. Yeah. And then like. 93 comments come right after that. Oh, y'all having a crawfish bowl, you know, during this time. Hey, it was not a crawfish bowl, y'all. Like, it was, uh, I was just cooking for a couple, well, well, here's a couple friends line. that, that uh, we were like, they were like, yeah. oh, y'all, y'all are disobeying the. So we do, I was like, we, we do have we, to come to work every day. Right. Yeah, we, we do have to we be all around each other. And so yeah. we're, we're already around each other. It was, it was a family. It's it was just, a family was crawfish a bowl. It was a different environment right. with the same people that are around each other right. all day. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's. Just happened to be in a garage. Yeah. Uh, but whenever they saw that man, it just like with all of our followers, right, man, man, I got it, 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 it blew up. It blew up. Let's see here. And, and uh, he was telling me y'all got a. Uh, so what's your what's your secret behind it? What makes your crawfish different than everyone else? Uh, all right, all right. Yeah, I'll drop it all in. So y'all see that? Y'all see them crawfish right there, boy? <laughs> you got a big old jug right there. There's there, there's a science to cooking this thing. So. <laughs> People in North Louisiana are notorious for is just boiling crawfish and putting the seasoning on right. top of it. Man, no, that's that's that is flavor right there. So, so for us to do them correctly and consistently, I would yeah. say we have the most consistent crawfish anywhere, uh, and it's because we use what's it's a double boiling pot system. Okay. So if you can imagine. Uh, two pots where most people cook crawfish in one pot and then they'll I'm a good they'll, they'll boil them up. They'll they'll change the temperature by icing. Okay. Yeah. But once you add ice, they call it a purge, right? Well, it it changes it changes the your recipe. Okay. Uh, so to keep it the same, you have a soap pot that you know how much a sack of crawfish is soaking up, so you can reconstitute that. Yeah. And the recipe be the same every time. So you're cooking in a a fresh. A fresh boil pot. It's just fresh water. Yeah. You're cooking them exactly how you want them. So they're coming out at like 255 degrees, and you're moving them over to a soap pot that might be at 140 degrees. And the difference in temperature, and we're 
looks like a hot complex yeah. of batteries. So it draws, the difference in temperature is what draws the season in. Yeah. So if you cook things correctly, there's a, there's a membrane between the shell and the crawfish meat. You want to cook the crawfish just enough that has a little bit of atrophy, yeah. and it, it breaks it apart from the shell, breaks that membrane, and in the back right there, there's a there's a little gap that's created. Okay. And that's where your seasoning gets in. And so it's the difference in temperature that draws the seasoning in there. Peanut, can you show that gap to the camera? Well, I'm telling you what. I'm telling you what. I'm telling you what. I'm going to put it right, right there. <laughs> you, you, you see that right there? Yeah. Well, I mean, on, the, on, the, on the back side of the tail, that's where you're at. And then when you twist it, you push it up. We would have to kill you to tell you. Yeah. We, we actually have our own crawfish blend made okay. where, yeah. where a lot of people they'll use like Zatarans or yeah. Xanadron. Yeah, just kind of uh, generic uh, we, name brand We went stuff. down and used a company just outside of New Orleans. Yeah, Deep, deep South Blenders. Yeah. Deep and South Blenders in uh, New Orleans. We, we got to play in their kitchen. We got to play with a bunch of spices and we got to develop exactly what we one of a crawfish. Yeah. yeah. And and it's different in terms of like if we were cooking these at our house, I think we would yeah. make them hotter. Yeah. We have a lot of clients that come in from Dallas. They you gotta think, yeah. Home. There's a lot of people that aren't from here that don't acclimate to spice well. And to be honest, that's a great flavorful yeah. crawfish, but no, it wasn't spice. It's not spice. No, which is good. Like it's it's got enough heat that it builds. Yeah. But I can't I can't blow out. I mean, we 40 percent of customer bases from out of town that yeah. from out of state. And, yeah. and they're not accustomed to that. So finding that balance between local and tourism traffic, the only way we can do it is go make our own season. Yeah, it makes sense. So when when you say you have you have a lot of people that follow us from, from out of uh, yeah. out of state. So, yeah. so there's um you know we have the casinos in town, right? Yeah. Uh, so anybody that goes to eat like casino crawfish that might be what they're used to. Right. Um, they come to Louisiana thinking that at the casino, they're getting crawfish. Getting that, crawfish. Right. No, no. got a different spin on it here. This, this ain't it. Right. You know, we're, we're actually, we're, we're cooking it the way it's supposed to be, the way the way you uh, would, would get it uh, uh, south of I-10 down there. So, <laughs> so and, and then on top of just cooking crawfish as long as we have, yeah. like we've also done research behind it too, like the, uh, Louisiana Agriculture Department. Yeah. Put out like a big, uh, a big study had to do with Persian crawfish. Right. And so Persian crawfish, lots of lots of myths out there okay. on, on what purge crawfish is. Yeah. So I heard that term a lot. So the only way to really purge crawfish, like, I'm on the claws, Bob. So we open that up. Look at them claws, y'all see? So you have what's waving at you, waving at yeah. you. Hind, hind guts, what you want to find in the tail. Okay. Uh, I don't know the politically correct way to say this, but uh, <laughs> you basically want the crawfish to evacuate whatever is in the driveway before you before you serve it. Right, man. This is a. Uh, this is a, you know, explicit. You can say whatever you need right. to. Right. <laughs> Crawfish well, pretty much shits everything out. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so basically, you're trying, you're trying to get that to happen yeah. before you cook. Yeah. The only way you can really purge it is you run the crawfish through distilled water for 
24 hours. That's moving distilled water 24 hours. So it requires a conveyor belt. Yeah. It's a big setup. Okay. But it's, I mean, it's multi-million equipment. So nobody does it. So they may say they do it, but what they're probably doing yeah. is they're salting the water that goes Well, in. see, I've heard, I've seen that, and then I've got some boys from South Miami and said, they're salting that water. Salt, so, no, so, 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 yeah, no, so, 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 so that's the thing, though. I'm good, and this is coming from LSU Agriculture Park. Yeah. Uh, they did a big study on it that, that tells you that you get 0% reduction of yeah. hanga salting the water that you're rinsing them in. Right. Um, but you kill 10% more. So all you're doing is killing crawfish. Right. That's it. So so you don't do that. So what we do is, is we rinse them. You get as much mud, you get as much uh, debris off and out of them as you can. Yeah. Um, and then by having a clear water pot that doesn't have any spice in it, I'm bringing it up to a roll of oil and I'm taking a live crawfish and they're hit shocking their system gotcha. and they expel more that way okay and now that clear water is now not clear water because they evacuated exactly. so, so we drain that's so we drain yeah but we're not losing any spice we're not losing right. any money so we, we we do a couple things we control consistency we we're saving our product yeah uh, and, and and cleaning them
kind of just let it all relax. play out. Relax. No. Uh, um, like, so here's the deal. When you, if you're a business owner, when you open a business, you had all this excitement and you didn't have any customers. Yeah. But you, you made that first customer. Yeah. And so the same excitement that you put into that very first customer is what you should be putting into a customer now. Yeah. Um, and over time, there's a lot of things that happen in everybody's business. There's, there's you know, just being a business, it's, it's a bunch yeah, of pulls and that's And over time, you, you start to forget about what you set out to do the very first day. Yeah. So if anything, you could say that this is a reset right back to when you first started. Yeah. Except for this time, you got a little money that's back helpful. Yeah. Uh, and so you restarted, and this was the prep work this little period right now is just like the preparation before you went and made your first customer. Yeah. If you if you can get that excitement level right now when everybody else is sitting down, mm -hmm. you're making yourself relevant. You're you're making a connection with somebody. You have a captured audience to do it. Yep. There's not a lot of buzz that you're not having to shout over everybody to get some attention towards your business because nobody's making any noise. They're right. sitting at home. They're just looking at their yeah. phone or Netflix and they got nothing else to do. I think the most diligent players right now are going to be the ones that are relevant in three months. I think so. Because I feel like even though we're going through this and, and, and maybe in two weeks, like they're talking about, this all opens back up, we're still looking at a three or four month lag where Americans are going to be a bit scared to go out and do things. Maybe. You know, book vacations, go out, spend money, be around people, be in large crowds. We're notorious for that. We're planning our next two moves. I mean, we, that, that's we're, what you are going to know. I was hoping that you were you were going to you know give some insight yeah. on what people may can do or plan for. Even though the, the doors may open, you may have a quick rush, but it may be a lag for the people that maybe so, be out. Oh, so right now, right now is a good time to get in touch with your banker. Yep, interest rates are as low as they can get. If you ever wanted a vehicle and think that you can still afford a vehicle, talk to your guys over at your car lot. Because, man, uh, they're talking about 84 months, zero, zero percent of no, never seen that. with no payment for like 120 days. Um, I, I hadn't jumped on it yet, but every morning I wake I up think about hey, it. and I, I keep scrolling, yeah, man. I yeah. scroll, I'm like, I'm like, do I want it? No, no, I, just, I, I, don't, I, think I don't need it. I, don't need it. I think about repairs and maintenance, too. Like, yeah, so we've got all these buildings right now, uh, and they're old buildings. So we're, we're sitting in a 106-year-old building that we remodeled. God. Now, you put all this traffic in it day in, day out, and there's never any time for an empty space for us to do any projects on our building. Uh, now's the time to do all those. Like, we're, exactly. re we're repainting the floor in the kitchen in front of okay. the room. Uh, man, we wouldn't be able to do that if we were open. Yeah. But it needs it, and it, it needs to be done. Yeah. Uh, now it's time to catch up on some of those projects and not go home. Yeah, it's kind of a, a, kind of a hey, where, where's Gino at? I wanted to get him on real quick. Kind of, it's, it's kind, of, kind of a, it's kind of a uh, DIY. Uh, you know, what's that? Do, do it yourself, whatever. It's yeah. like, um, you know, because these restaurants uh, that we have. Um, if you if you've been needing to maybe put a uh, little exterior paint on there. 
I mean, they got all these people right now. They're doing their home projects too. Like Home Depot is full. <laughs> home Depot is essential right now. Home, home, it is full. People are doing projects. I, I would say he doesn't even know, but he's he's creating different menu items. Okay. Yeah. With the special menu, I mean, you're getting to play in the kitchen. So like, yeah. well, it is. I think it was uh, just on on that little side note. Um, me getting getting to feed the National Guard yeah. brought me back to when I was working at the Petroleum Club, which is a private club downtown where I got to create new menus every single day. I got to wake up and go to work and be like, it wasn't like it was a set menu. Right. Um, people didn't even know what they were going to get, and I would uh, uh, they would have to call down there. It was kind of one of those things. What y'all what, what y'all special of the day? Yeah, and um, that's, it's it's kind of cool. Well, uh, I'm serve, serving a lot of things uh, that that obviously we don't serve here because we're traditionally uh, Cajun, Louisiana, okay. you know, South, South Louisiana food. Yeah, but uh, it, it is kind of neat to get back in the kitchen and uh, whip some things out like this. As simple as barbecue. Yeah, you know, I'm not a barbecue place, yeah. but uh, today I serve the National Guard uh, pulled pork. Because you, you had one really good for me the other day. So I was like, hey man, I was like, we're, we're I, amateur I said, hour over here. I know, but I said, let me see if I can beat his. Okay. Oh, I man, I gotta no, try, dude. No, I didn't. I didn't, be, I didn't beat <laughs> you. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't beat you. <laughs> hey, but my smoked turkeys, though, they, they, they came out good. Okay. Um, but no, it's, it's little things like that that gets me back into, like, you know, my backyard roots. Yeah. Um, well, and and, that's, and it, it, it makes me feel you good. You saying that, I want to. Real quick, five ingredients, everyone that's watching, everyone that's listening at home, five random ingredients or less. Yeah. What can they make that's good? I'm telling you what, if you got you got five ingredients at or your less. or less at your house. Um, you got one? You got, hey, 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 go ahead and throw these. Let's go segue into a story. These are these are not the five ingredients, but <laughs> but fifteen years ago when Peter and I first met. Um, I lived in a little apartment. We would go out. We would go out. We would go out drinking. Yeah. And this is back when we were still on that college budget, and I probably only had five ingredients in my refrigerator. <laughs> and us and a, a, a bunch of friends came over to my apartment. Everybody is hungry. After the bar, hungry. Like you know, I did. We gotta eat something. And it's like, don't worry, I'll, I'll go in here and whip this stuff up. It was refrigerated and it's nothing. There, I mean, there's almost man, nothing. Shots on the 30. Oh, man. This Shots is on the 30. All right. So this dude goes in there and he gets a can of biscuits. That would done better. Out of, out of the freezer, I think. Yeah. Those are the can of biscuits in the fridge. That, there might have been some hamburger meat. Anyway, he made us some sliders. Yeah, and uh, I'm listening. I'm gonna plug this through, man. I'm still listening. So I had this. I I had, I had bought this new little tool that like scrapes the side of your foot. Yeah, yeah. It came, it came out of a we're, brand new package. We're we're hammered. Came out of the package though. But I walk in the kitchen and Peanut's got my toe scraper. Oh, and he's got he's got an orange and he's orange zesting this meat. What? Like, oh yeah, yeah. Come on. Because they had like a they had like an orange <laughs> and they had uh, like some hamburger meat, yeah, yep. and like a can of biscuits. So and, we, um, we, we had an idea uh, that was the, we wanted, like we, we wanted to call it like the Food Network and we wanted Peanut to go travel the country and go That's, to fraternity houses around America. Yeah, yeah. And pop in and do a, uh, a 
cooking demonstration yeah. for what they had in the refrigerator. Yeah. I'm just thinking about it. Like, now you yeah. got to do five ingredients? Yeah. Well, hey, this is back to the original. No, this is back to the original. All right. So, uh, um, a lot of people like Velveeta in cheese, right? Okay. Okay. But uh, if you have um, if you have cream cheese at your house, okay? cream cheese is way better than Velveeta. Velveeta is almost like plastic. Uh, I think it's like one ingredient off from plastic. Like if you actually do like your 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 research on what Velveeta cheese is, like you can. It's like it should be in your survival storage kit because you right next to the spine. That means yeah. y'all need to quit making that damn rotel deal at holiday. Yeah. Yeah, 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 right, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that will be the hey, and I love it. Oh, I'm, not, I'm, hey, I'm, I'm a fat boy. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's really not real food. But uh, if you want to take uh, if you want to take a block of cream cheese, yeah, and then if you want to take uh, a can of rotel, okay, yeah, you take that can of rotel, and then you can take a. Um, you could take uh, pasta. Uh, we actually make ours with uh, uh, noodles, like the, our macaroni and cheese. Yeah. We make it with like the shell noodles. Right. Because, you know, everybody knows if you use the elbow noodles, yeah. you, the, the elbow noodles don't get all the cheese inside right. of them, right? So you got to use the, yeah, yeah you got to use the shell noodles. Yeah. Okay. So you got shell noodles, you got cream cheese, you got, uh, you got, uh, Rotel, and then you have a, just a, a little bit of uh, half and half heavy cream, something when you're melting the cheese down, um, and it's gonna make you just a, a cheese pasta. But you're, you know, you, you'll never go back. Um, that's, so that's it. Four greens. Four greens. And then you can add meat to it. Oh, you can add meat. We had we had we had crawfish to right. ours. Right. Uh, but I mean, we, well, we, we he's, given, he's given you almost the recipe. Oh, oh, oh. pepper jack. Uh -oh. Yeah, but it, but ours ours doesn't have the roots out because we we use fresh. Uh, uh, yeah, ours ours more like fresh. Ingredients. So that dish won an award, or you were featured on TV. What was that about? So we went on to Burgers, Brews, and Q with Mike Simon. On with Mike Simon, yeah. Mike Simon. Of, uh, How did you get that? You we're, got that. You got that call. How did that happen? We're serious. We're serious. We got an email. Uh, we got an email Season six. Uh, season six. So you don't know. Season six, episode six. You don't know who plugged. Somebody plugged us, but you don't know who. We don't know. Okay. okay. Uh, but yeah, they sent us an email. And we're like, oh, that's that's crazy. And yeah. then we got the phone call behind it, and I was like, no, no, <laughs> uh, But yeah, we. So, we, so y'all, y'all go look at that. I've ever, ever seen it in their house, man. Y'all, y'all go. Uh, uh, it's look, look us up. We'll, we'll, you'll see my dumbass. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> we we agreed to it. Like it's hard doing right. the TV uh, stuff because they spin it for time. Yeah. And, and we very much don't want to spin our story. Right. And our story is so different. It is. Like, you can't spin that. Yeah, you can't. Spin. I, I don't. He and I both had a problem with kind of spot on it. But it was really good experience for our crawfish pepper jack and cheese. The fact that we do whole alligators. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, it's it's a good little plug, and it's nice to say, hey, you were all you were on network TV, yeah, doing what you love. Well, I mean, it really is. That'd be said from starting from a food truck and creating a local business, and then you know, a small town. I mean, we're, we're not a massive, okay, we're not a small town. Yeah, we're a decent sized town, and then being able to feature nationwide or worldwide, honestly, at this point, you know, I mean, 
Somebody's headed to Port Arthur. Somebody Arthur. headed to Port Arthur. Somebody 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 headed to we, we had so many people that came back after that and were like, hey, y'all gonna cook blue crab at the restaurant? And I'm like, we're too far from the coast. They're, right. they're, they're, they're going to be fresh. fresh. We're too, yeah. 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 yeah, we're too, we're they, too far came, from the coast. Once they die, like, it's not like if a uh, dead crawfish flows through. Like, you might have one or two, but the crab, like the bacteria on those things, yeah. they grow so fast. Okay. Like, you have to cook them on. Okay. If they're dead, my brother got cooked by one of his thumb and for like like six weeks after. Oh, he went to the emergency room three different times. Three different times. All three yeah. times they had him sleeve for surgery to, to take his finger off. Yeah, because uh, they, they said uh, they, they didn't all, like, we're, like I said, we're in North Louisiana. And so they didn't know what crab poisoning is. Right. Yeah, it's all right. Oh, don't drink anymore. He's had enough for all of us. 
one, one of them's got to stay sober. Yeah. That's how you run a business. You that's, how you, that's how you run a business. So, yeah. <laughs> you, you know what we call it? We, we call If we were to have a podcast, it'd be called You're Coffee and Cold Beer. There you go. Because he drinks coffee, I drink cold beer. So you can just sit around and say bullshit. Well, see, I listen because I have both. The world's strongest coffee. Oh, no. I don't know if you've had it yet or not. Say, Tessa Street's coffee. Hey, Reggie. And uh, we're going to have to brew them up some, but this is the world's strongest coffee. So you, if you can handle a cup of that, then I know you're a coffee man. Yeah. I'll drink all that coffee. He said, all right. Man, like, Pina and I had a bad day. It says, world's, world's strongest coffee. For a little while, yeah. we wanted to open a coffee shop. Yeah. Like, but it was going to be like the opposite of Starbucks. Right. And like super conservative. Yeah. We're going to call it 45 caliber coffee. And it, uh, it's for the 45th president of the United States. Okay. Uh, Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then uh, we were getting as far as talking about adding a gun range to our coffee shop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, come to find out, I get online, I Google it. They already got a 45 hour coffee. And it's a multi million dollar coffee. See, you're, you're pushing the right way. Now you need to do like something weird, like 45 cents. So you need calories. I've had, I've had some of that black rifle coffee. I've seen it, but I haven't had it. But I have caveman coffees if you're going to download them. Check them out. Yeah, I've got some of the beans fresh and then grind it on the roasting. It's good stuff. That's awesome. Um, well, I mean, guys, honestly, I'm just glad to be in here today. Um, we got a few minutes left. We went, we went for a full hour? Yeah, man, we're over an hour at this point. Uh, there anything? We've been going on like two or three hours. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're used to it now. But is, is there anything that um, uh, we can go one at a time, uh, whichever one will start first, that you have to... Um, any advice, uh, anything, and this could be generalized information because a lot of our listeners are not going to be, you know, hyper to actual restaurant. But any advice you got to anybody during these times? Um, who wants to start off? I'll, I'll take it, and and this is this comes from just general reality. Like I, yeah. this is uh, you've got you got people that are retired. Got people that, that are us, like we're working every day. If you feel like, if you feel like it's it's against your thing to, to, to go out, please don't go out. Right. Um, you know, if, you, if you don't have to go out, don't go out. I mean, uh, here's the uh, my mom uh, lives on a lake over in Texas. Uh, her and my dad are retired. And they are, uh, they're just, man, they're, they're in that age of, like you said, the COVID-19 uh, hits this age right. more than not. Right. Um, and they're not going out. And, and they, they, they're sticking to them. And I mean, I, I, I respect the hell out of that. Uh, yeah. So so the people that are, that are not different, stay, stay at the house. Um, let let some of the people that, like us deliver you food. Um, if you pay for it online, or, or pay for it online, uh, pay for it over the phone, we'll deliver it and drop it off at your house without ever having to, without ever having to meet you. Like, I mean, this is the deal. You can pay for it. We put it on the doorstep. Yeah. Uh, ring the doorbell or whatever, and, and, and it's, I think that's kind of where we're at. Yeah. Um, and I and I hate it for the community, but because we we, we also we also have that side of people that are in 
that that big of that big of fear, man. I, I was. Oh, no, of course. I mean, there's a lot of people that are, um, you know, get the older and the people that have any kind of health issues. Yeah, they don't need to be around anyone. Yes. It's the prior health issue right. thing right. that is what's really tricking it up. Yeah. Because it's not the, the immediate, you know, uh, like you, you don't have to have somebody like, oh man, I just got a cough. No. Yeah, you do, you might have just got a cough yeah. because uh, you're coughing. Yeah, because of allergies, pollen. Yeah, allergies, yeah. it's pollen season, and, and I hate that. But I think that's that's my that's my advice, man, is if you're. If you feel like you need to stay at home, yeah. please stay at home. Let us bring you some food. Um, calls. You know, Kroger's doing a thing. Uh, I was just doing a thing. You can just call call your, your, your groceries in, and you can just literally pick them up right there. Um, everybody's doing things that we don't have to. You, you don't have to have any social contacts. Anymore. I mean, just because us are sitting here. Um, well, I've got, I've got two things that kind of piggyback that. Oh, that's, that's my so, so, so my advice is more about what happens after all this. I think right now, I love right, right, right now is the time that I think everybody needs to be making the, the commitment based on what they've just said. We need to get back to buying American made. Um, and, and we'll see the manufacturing go there. But then you also need to get behind a local business. Yeah. So keeping keeping dollars right here, moving medicine back to being created here in America. Uh, if we don't support all that stuff, we farm all this out, and then this this won't be this won't be the last pandemic. Hopefully, it's the last one we see in our lifetime. Right. But but at some point, you're gonna see something else like this. Yeah. And if if we were in the position where we kept all that here in America the way it was right. 30, 40 years ago. Man, we closed borders off. We're isolated from this. And our country continues to thrive. And we're not stuck in this position. So, I mean, if anything, I think now's the time to make the commitment to buying American-made product and shopping local. And then, and then being nice to one another and make a health care worker. I mean, those are, those are things that are... Of all this like killing our country, yeah. Um, it's like kind of what you started with. It's, it's a weird time, but it is. But the country's coming back together. It is. It's interesting because, like, right now, more than ever, I, you know, I'm in the business um, of marketing on social media and online, and and I feel a warm, fuzzy feeling every day now. You know, where six months ago, I dreaded looking on feeds because I'm constantly proofing posts for different businesses we're managing. And I, I see negative, 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 negative. And now, now I feel like it's flipped the script. It used to be 20% positive, 80% negative. Now I feel like it's 80% positive. Because people, they sit back and they, you know, right now more than ever, you have the time to realize, okay, you may be at home with your kids and it may be stressful, but guess what? You know, in 20 years, that opportunity wasn't there anymore. You could say you developed a relationship at that time, you know, or what have you. It could be a different scenario. You know, you're, you're talking about that, yeah. And, and so, what I see negative on Facebook now is, I feel like it's directed at the people that are having to stay home. I agree. Uh, they're they're lashing out a little bit at the people who who can't.
can't stay. Right. And so that, that would be my encouragement. I see that. Is that you, you, yeah. you, you try to be a little empathetic yeah. because uh, some of us don't have the ability to right. or have an essential job. Uh, and, and when you see them out in public, like, you don't know their circumstances. Right. And so please don't attack them online. I've seen a lot of that. Don't, don't cast the stone. Because here's the deal. If everything were to shut down and everyone went home, we literally wouldn't have a country to open our eyes back up to. We would all starve to death. If every we trucker went home. Exactly. You, you have to realize that we have our police officers that are still on the streets. We have our medical workers that are taking care of the sick. We have our restaurant owners that are feeding the people who are working that don't have time to cook, the people who don't know how to cook, or servicing our, you know, our neighborhood for the people that are less fortunate and don't have the means to eat. And then you have uh, the, the people that are keeping these businesses alive, the bankers. No one's talking about those the people working at banks and working the drive-thrus. You know, the lobbies aren't open anymore, but there's still a lot of businesses that are operating. So I would say if we were on the food truck, yeah. like Peanut and I may look at this situation and say, hey man, it's not worth the risk to go out. But but I look at it now, and now I've got, I've got a hundred employees yeah. between here. And it, it's my responsibility, personally, is it's my responsibility to make sure that they're okay. Yeah. So if I've got to make a decision, do I do I risk coming to work and possibly getting sick? Or do I take care of my responsibilities to all these other people? I, you got to put them first in, in my course. Uh, yeah, there's a chance. But hey, also, we're young and... Uh, but you never know. No, you don't. But you can die of, of a million and one ways. God comes up with every way to take it when he's ready. So just be prepared and know where you're going to go. And be right with him all the time. And you don't have to worry about all this. It's, uh, I mean, you want to do what you can to limit the spread because you're affecting other people. Of course. But, yeah. but, I, but, but I affect 100 people every day. If I don't come to work, there's not a, there's not a place for them to come back to that I'm affecting them. So it's your, as an owner, you're stuck between like a rock and a hard yeah. place there. For us, it's, it, we're just not going to work. Food. Get, get you, guys the have, you guys have served thousands of people at this point. You know? That's one reason why I wanted to come in here and talk. Another reason is just because I've always seen your empathy, man. I've always seen you guys like, I've known y'all for probably a year and a half, two years maybe. And um, hell, it's been like y'all my brothers. You know what I'm saying? You can't say that for a lot of people. And, uh, you know, I love it. But the thing is, is that speaks volume, and people remember that in times of uh, tribula tribulation, and then you know moving forward into where everything's in progression and everything's doing great. So you know, we always which is going to yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's going the door the door's going to rush open, man. We've always we've always taken pride in is Bojack's family. Yeah, people first. It's people first. There's, there's never going to be a time that you walk through our doors and, and feel like you know, it's, uh, you're, you're an outcast or outsourced. Yeah, like, I mean, we're, we are, we're, that, we're that place. That people, that people come, and they, they come and they have a good time, and some of them have a little too good a time. But I'm okay. good. So I love pop-up. Somebody had too good a time. Because, because we, you know what we do? We, yeah. we, we treat... We treat everybody the same, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make sure that uh, I mean, if, if, if you do have to do the time, we're the ones 
between me and him and, and, uh, and our great staff that are going to take care of it. Yeah. Hey. I know I've had too many hurricanes. Yep, you know. I've had too many hurricanes. We're going to be like, hey, thank you. I've had too many hurricanes. Yeah. Every decision you make through business, like, they seem like little decisions of the time. But if you're not applying the moral principles to that, or like the principles of who you are as a person to that, eventually it's going to catch up to you. Like, I think about like what we we had zero money on food truck, and then we would set up downtown Shreveport. If you've never been here, there's there's there's, there's a lot of homeless people yes. downtown Shreveport. Yeah. And so here we are making no money. We're set up in an area where there's a lot of homeless people, and they're coming up to the truck, and they're like, hey, man, yeah. will you feed me? You do want to do that. You can say yes, or you can say no. We just have kind of developed ourselves into those people. Oh, right here. You can say yes, because that's the trying to do the right thing, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to pay off tenfold. It's hard to do sometimes. Sometimes you think you can't well, do it. A lot of, I think the worst thing, um, especially when you start getting to where you're actually making money and you know, being efficient and running a successful business, you lose that selfless mentality. And I always can't ever lose that, man. Because when you lose that, what do you have left? I tell you, always, we always make ourselves right. the last. <laughs> right. Like you eat last, but I think of it like raising my kids. Yeah. So like it's like I've got two kids and my wife in yeah. my house. And so hey, I go out and make money, put the groceries at the house. Yeah. My wife cooks them. When it comes dinner time. My kids are gonna eat first. They're going to take the smallest portion. Yeah. And my wife's going to eat. And I'm always the last to eat. I've never had to say a word, but I always get the last piece. Right. Like, and it, I feel like when you leave a business the same way. Is of course the same thing. I mean, it works. Yes, you, you put air, I mean, if you, if you, every post you make, everything you do, if you think about someone else before yourself, it's always going to go back. And I've noticed that because I was in the industry, and so were you. Uh, you were in oil and gas for a long time. And uh, when you make the shift to actually doing something to put hands on and you're not in that corporate structure anymore, you get a lot more feel of the uh, give and take in the relationship-based business. Um, before we stop today, I want to get you staff on here, man. Uh, they're great. And uh, everybody, everybody, Brian, Justin, the ladies, let's, let's get them on here and give them a shout out real quick. Brian, Brian, Brian Brittany, Justin, Reese. Brian, are we uh, uh, Line them up right there in front of the bar and we'll, we'll just turn the camera. Yeah, we'll turn it, I mean, we can turn it around just like there you that. Y'all yeah, yeah, stand right there. There you go. Uh, he's he's going to shout out, man. He's going to turn the camera so shout out to all these guys. They make this this thing happen. Um, we got Brian. Mostly me. <laughs> you can shout them out, Bo, if you want to. No, look, this is the hardest working staff in Shreveport Bozier. And this, this, this group right here, uh, man, they come in, they work for nothing right now. Uh, but they're dedicated to, to kind of what we've we've all been chasing in terms of what we're going to grow this thing into. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, they're the heart and soul of everything we do every day. Uh, Get in this Brittany, lineup, bro. Brittany, <laughs> Brittany's the one that came up with the hospital pack idea okay. that's going so well. Uh, uh, I mean, just everybody is such like a utility player. Yeah. Um, the one newbie up here is Reese. Ray, Reese, raise your hand. Uh, Reese, Reese was a host for us at uh, here at Bojack. He just started. And he, 
like he hasn't been with us very long, 17 years old. And we were talking about work ethic earlier about yeah. how the new generation doesn't have it. Well, this kid does. Uh, we've been shut down. We, we didn't know how we were going to be able to pay him. And this dude has been here 12 hours every single day since the shutdown. And that, it, unless he's got to go help his dad with the lawn business. But dude, he comes in here not knowing what he's going to get paid, uh, not knowing what kind of money he's going to make. He'll go run some deliveries for us. Uh, but the dude is learning every position here. I mean, he's yeah. worked in the kitchen. He's working on the crawfish tray with me now. Uh, so, yeah, the, the work ethic part of that, uh, definitely still alive. Yeah. It's... Uh, at least here it is. Yeah, and we've been lucky to have staff like this. Uh, and there's a there's a, there's a big staff here. Uh, these are the guys that are doing it day in day out to make sure that everybody else on our staff has a place to come back to, and that's uh, extremely selfless. Yeah. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you guys, and we got one more that just showed up over here. Oh, Gino. Gino. Now that's the coon ass right so there. This is, a, this is a, the registered coon ass right here. Hey, uh, that's right. <laughs> so Gino uh, is a partner in Frozen Hero. Y'all get over here, man, so we close this thing out. Oh, shit. Um, but uh, basically, two doors down, we have another restaurant, Frozen Hero. You guys are shut down right now. Um, but you do a little more hands on, um, authentic, tasty cuisine. Um, what do you want to say to everyone that you know that this your your regular crowd that may not be in Bojacks or maybe in front of Hero? <laughs> I know they're missing the spot, man. What you got to say to them? There's no like I'm from South Louisiana from Grand Island. I subscribe on oysters and we started this in the back alley, all that conversation. And uh Bo and Peter and Doug and all was all back there. I know oysters here in this town. Great, our orchards are great. I put that restaurant, some magazine streets, the ones, and we can shut down because the recipe is right. This guy right here, this guy right here, and the orchards are shut fresh daily. They don't come out of a bucket like other people do in certain areas. Uh, ours are shut fresh daily. And I love orchards. I uh, love working with these guys. Love this guy as well. Uh, we're just happy to be here. We know we're gonna kick ass when we come back. Back. Hope y'all come see this. No, yeah, it's 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 it is full throttle. There is no question. We've already crunched the numbers and everything. The Frozen Bureau is not in trouble. It's just in, it's in one of those states where uh, it needs to be on pause. Yeah. And and we're we're still connecting you to the East Bank through Bojacks, but uh, when this lifts, the entire East Bank is open back up, and it's uh, it's gonna be the biggest, baddest part of the uh, you probably seen them in Northwest Louisiana. Yes. Uh, you, uh, for, for all those, uh, you guys that are, that are outside of uh, uh, Louisiana. Yeah, you need a book a room at the horseshoe. Come out with a book a room, because yeah. we're, we're going to throw. It's going to be it's going to be a kick ass time. Y'all think Mardi Gras is a good time? With you, with you, with you, I'll throw back the world for it. We're planning to restart the world party. It's going to be We've already gotten our sponsorship for it. So we're raising money for that too. We're getting ready to to open this up with a ton of live music. Container district. Uh, there's 1,900, 19,000 hotel rooms within half a mile of us. Yeah, within half a mile. We're we're right on I-20. So if you're looking for something to do when all this comes back, if you can't go to like a big uh, arena yet, yeah. But the moment well, the arenas are going, they're going to be on hold for. Yeah, yeah. So we'll be we're going to be pushing them up. Yeah, but <laughs> we'll do something big, a little more spread out here, but. 
when you're ready to get out of the house, you're ready to take like a little uh, vacation. Those are single Louisiana, I'm gonna throw it out. That's a good time. Uh, East Bank, East Bank Mafia, right here. Uh, y'all come see us, Those are Louisiana. Appreciate you, bud. Bojack's frozen I hero, I thank y'all for coming on, man. DJ will be here. Yeah, yeah. I'm always here. Oh, you we got, and I, I feel like Shots we're on the Oh, oh man, we got, we got, we got one more shot over here. He's got a good so, one. Oh, Cheers. Thank you, boy. All right, guys. Thank y'all again. And uh, everyone, please subscribe to the podcast. Hey.